0: Hello, Mima. Hello, my sweet. How are you today? I'm good. It's been a long day. Well, every day's a long day when you don't know what time it is or where you're going or what's up.
1: That's so true. The other day I posted something on Instagram thinking that it was um, like Saturday, realizing it was Sunday and that today was Monday. And then I just sat there for a while, very confused about the concept of time.
0: Well, join the rest of us. I mean, we have an Alexa and we keep lists and we do all kinds of things and listen to music. And one day I said to Alexa, what's the weather tomorrow? And when Alexa told me the weather, I thought, what difference does it make? Where am I going?
1: (laughs) Well, I'm glad you guys (laughs) are staying inside and you're keeping safe. That makes me happy. You bet. bet. I'm excited for your icebreaker today, Um, like your answer to my icebreaker question, um, because I genuinely don't know, like I couldn't even think of what I would imagine your answer to be for this question. So I'm excited to get to know you a little bit more. But my icebreaker question today is, describe your dream holiday if money were not an issue.
0: You know, because of the pandemic, What we want and what we need are two different things.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. We've got everything we need. We're very fortunate. We're very blessed. What I need right now would be a form of a holiday. Mm -hmm. I'd like to get on an airplane first class. I'd like to buckle my seat, have a dry martini, Mm. gin, three olives, shaken, stirred, rattled, rumbled, and ruffled. And after the second one, I want to be served a complete meal on the plane. I will then take a snooze and wake up and start my trip around the world, which we never were able to complete. That's right. And just keep going for six months until I'm ready to come home.
1: I like that. For those of you listening at home, my Mima and papa have tried to... Do a trip around the world two different times, yeah, yeah, two different times, yeah. And it's always something that happens, and it's not able to be completed. So that makes sense that that would be your dream holiday.
0: It would, yeah, yeah. yeah I'd love it, but it's got to be first class, and it's got to be. I'm going to be served. I want the white tablecloth. I want the china, the silver, the crystal, and I want to sit down. And I'm a big tipper. <laughs>
1: I love it. That's a very ma trip. Yep, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, my icebreaker question to you is kind of similar. Okay. And that is, after all this time of the pandemic, what is it that you haven't done during these last 11 months that you should have (laughs) done? Or could have done, should have, would have, could have.
1: Mm, I think the two things that first come to mind for me personally kind of go hand in hand. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, I really set out an idea that I was going to watch all of the old movies. Um like movies that I've never seen before, I made a entire list of movies that I'd never seen that I should have seen, like Ferris Bueller's Day Off and like Gone with the Wind, and then all of the Audrey Hepburn movies, all of the Marilyn Monroe. I've never
0: seen Gone with the Wind.
1: Nope. And you still haven't. No. I know. Really? And I made a whole list. And I just, I was slowly making my way through them and I asked friends and family for recommendations and then I just kind of got caught up with everything. So I think that goes hand in hand with the fact that I'm still not entirely comfortable with just vegging out. Like even in the, the beginning of the pandemic, I would find things to keep me busy and not just take the time to sit and watch an entire day worth of movies because it's still like that um, type anus in me that feels like I need to do something or accomplish something or be productive. Um, And I know that the pandemic has really brought that to the forefront that that doesn't always need to be the case. And I don't think I've really accepted that into my life as much as I wish I had.
0: Right. And before you know it, it's all a a whole year's gone by. Yeah. And we had, I think the months of March and April and part of May, I know in our lives, were a blur, a total blur. And then we began to move forward. And unfortunately, because of what's happened worldwide, some people are feeling emotions that they've never had before, mm-hmm. of being alone, uh, depression, uh, not hearing from their friends, not getting out in public, not being able to do the things. And those are all natural emotions. The best part of our life is that we're able to today think straight. I'm not so sure about tomorrow what that's going to (laughs) bring. Because sometimes I'm sitting in the kitchen and I have no idea why I'm there. But to be able to think clearly and make a decision and, and be grateful for what we do have, but people are needing more and more help and they need to reach out and they need to ask questions and they need to talk to somebody that's friendly that, that maybe has been there. So maybe we can help because geez, I have been around this block a number of times.
1: Yes. <laughs> Well, there's a bunch of people looking for your help today, Meemaw. There's a couple mm-hmm. questions that, yeah, that um, some of them I'm intrigued to uh, see how you will respond to said question and then also how you will proceed to answer it. Um But the first question, um, and we talked about this, you and I, a lot of these questions that are being submitted um, by our listeners are super, super personal. Um, And so you and I discussed it, and we're just going from now on uh, to keep it as anonymous as possible, unless someone submits a question and they absolutely want to hear their name as a shout out in the episode. Um, But from moving forward, we would like to keep these anonymous because I also think that will help um, people feel like they can be more vulnerable with you and with the questions that they really want answers to. Um so that being said, no names will be, yeah, no names will be said, no ages, no locations, anything like that. Um, but our first question for the episode is, how do you know it's love? <laughs> She's got her thinking face on. <laughs> Well, number one, it depends on how many dry
0: martinis, gin only, that you have. Number two, I don't. I I think you feel fluttery. You feel inconsistent with your thoughts. I think that the word love doesn't come into a picture until you see the picture, and when you can. See the whole picture and know that there's a frame and there's an outline and there's a style and there's a technique. And somehow when you see those things a couple of times over and over, you all of a sudden bring it into your heart and you say, oh, I like that. I want some of that. (laughs) And then you don't need the martinis.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if martinis correlate necessarily with love, but they definitely break down some barriers to get there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's really really a tough question. Uh, I love a lot of people. I love a lot of things. Do I want a personal love? to live with for the rest of my life? Is that what we're talking about? What kind of love? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, pick a person I want to live with for the rest of my life, to be my husband, my my partner, to to father children, to mother children, whatever your relationship is, it there's all kinds of love. I love my dog. Oh my God, I love my dog. Oh yes you do. You my, you know, my cosmo is my cosmo.
1: That's not the kind of love I have for
0: the person I live with for 48
1: years. It's so true. Far. <laughs> and, and more to come. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big party, two years. I know. I'm excited for that invitation. Uh, yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some of our listeners will be invited to you and Paul Paul's 50th. Um. Uh, <laughs> The other question is also super, super personal, but in a very different way, Um, kind of in like the martini realm of um, questioning of sex is a huge part of a relationship. And there's all different kinds of belief systems on what sex means and how it should be incorporated into your relationship. So this listener has asked, how often should a couple be having sex a week? And how does that change as the relationship goes on? When does a lack of sex become a red flag? Mima smiling from ear to ear right yeah. now. You, you gotta be kidding! Gotta be kidding!
0: If you feel it, you do it. You want it, you go for it. It doesn't matter how many times. But in the beginning, it's a lot. I mean, it's daily. It's two, three times a night. It's, it's the next day. It's the day after. You're laughing. I'm telling you, this is what happens. And so it's constant, it's constant, it's constant. And then all of a sudden, you've got this wonderful friend. So maybe we'll have sex, maybe we won't. And then when you get, you know, the reason people don't have sex, they don't have a partner. So sex is really, it's up here. But in the beginning, nothing is too much. Go for it. Wear yourself out, maybe.
1: And when does that become a red flag, though? When as the relationship and like the years together, and so you're, like you said, you have a friend. So sometimes you have sex, sometimes you don't. But when does that lack of sex become a red flag of maybe they're not interested in me, not attracted to me, things like that?
0: I would say when you're in your 20s, your 30s, or your 40s, if the lack of sex is not there, then there's gotta be something wrong. You know, I mean, those are your prime years, mm-hmm. unless there's something medically wrong, and that can happen. I mean, there's all these little pills called Viagra and all that kind of stuff, go for it. But I mean, you know, have a date night, make it a sexy night. I, 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 when people start acting strange, something's wrong. Sit down, have a conversation. Talk to me, what's wrong? You don't like my eyebrows, you want me to change my hair, I'm not going to be a blonde, but, you know, whatever floats your boat. Mm-hmm. Um, it, But I think in your early years, if you're young, 20s, 30s, 40s, you know, people can have sex all their lives. I mean, Papa, can I just hold each other and that's sex? <laughs> did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did. That was great. It just comes a point, and I don't know when that point is. But in your early younger years, bada-boom, bada-boom, go
1: for it, get it, do it. All right. (laughs) I love it. Uh, People are just going to play that clip for their loved ones and be like, it's time, we're in our 20s, 30s, and 40s, bada-boom, let's go. Let's do it. Get it on. Oh, in, whatever. (laughs) those are like more of the hard hitting relationship questions, but we have a couple questions that are more life um, oriented, which I was super excited about, about like personal journeys in life. Um, So one of our listeners has asked, how do I start caring less about how others perceive me?
0: Mm. That's an internal personality trait, Mm. I think. As we move through our life, we meet many, many people, many people. They're all different. They all have different personalities and different perceptions of how to do things as well as we do. It's very difficult to to look at somebody and think to them because you know me. I'm a positive person. Mm -hmm. I don't wait for somebody to tell me to do something. I just do it. And I'm always aware of the fact that I, I'm doing the right thing. I never want to step on somebody's toes. I never want to hurt their feelings. I want to be not, I just do things that way. But some people don't have the inner strength in themselves to believe in themselves. And that's very hard for some people, and I understand that it's very sad sometimes we think we're not as good as we are yeah but we were all created and what you do with that creation or how you mold that clay is up to you so forget about what somebody says I really don't give a rest Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I know I'm doing a good thing I know I am a bad and if you have something to say to me bring it on tell me about it mm-hmm. if you don't want to tell me about it hit the road bucko I'm not interested because I'm gonna do what I do anyway and I really don't give a fly and flip um, I think today more than ever and this was my New Year's resolution. And I think it applies to everybody. Uh, I resolved starting January 1, 2021, to exercise. Ooh. Not what you think. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we hold up. No, no. no. There's another word. Yeah, I'm not exercising. Exercise. <laughs> exercise. Patience, exercise, patience. We are all programmed to instant gratification. We're spoiled to instant gratification. We told you guys that last April, the first Zoom we had. Yep. We apologize because we spoiled you. Instant gratification. I want it immediately, right now, right? Now. And that's not happening. So, patience. Is not only the typical cliche, patience is a virtue. Patience is with your friends and what they think. Patience with your family and how they're doing. But most important, patience with yourself. Because it takes a long time inside of you to decide, I am the best that I can be. And if it's not what I wanted to be today, then I'm going to have to change that and be something else tomorrow. Mm. And over the years, I think we can all say we have been in those shoes. Yeah. Life does not come all wrapped up with a ribbon and a fabulous present, and it's perfect. Mm -hmm. You have to learn no. You have to learn do it again. You have to learn the patience to keep trying to get what you want, not what somebody else thinks that you should do. Mm -hmm. It's what you want to do. And I pet anybody on the back that's been through a struggle and a lot of trying, terrible times, but we've all been there sometime in our life. Nobody's life is perfect. When that door is closed into your home, what goes on behind those closed doors? Nobody really knows. Mm -hmm. But you have to accept yourself for who you are and move forward and share that with someone. And in Yiddish, when you share something with someone, it's called a mitzvah. You do a good thing. And by doing a mitzvah or a good thing for somebody else, you got to feel good. Mm -hmm. So playing it forward helps you be who you are.
1: I like that. I I read that question and it really definitely hit home for me. Um, I mean, especially being 25 years old, you compare yourself to everyone on Instagram, everyone's career, what you even comparing yourself to your expectations of yourself, which can cause even more damage than seeing bikini models on Instagram. <laughs> um, so that question definitely. Done.
0: Sorry. Go ahead.
1: The question definitely hit home for me personally, um, because especially at the beginning of my acting career, I mean, everything is someone's perception of you and everything is someone's opinion of you. And for the longest time, I let that run my opinion of myself and my emotions and how I perceived myself. Um, I was like, if this is how others perceive me, then I guess this is the way that it has to be. And that's not the case. Um, And I will say a lot of what this pandemic has given me personally, and I think a lot of my friends and loved ones that I've spoken with um, on this level, is that time to be with yourself to really understand what you are like, when the chips are down, and who that person is, because at our core, we are who we are. And you can change your hair, you can do some plastic surgery, make your boobs bigger, whatever makes you feel more confident, more you. Um, But at the end of the day, you are who you are, you're going to get in bed with yourself every single day. So um, the first step for me was to embrace who I was when the chips were down. And then from there, it was like, is my opinion of myself is my life choices Hurting anyone and are they causing me happiness? And if the answer was no, they're not hurting anyone, and yes, it's causing me happiness, then that's all there is to it. You can't make everybody happy. Unfortunately, I'm a people pleaser and I had to learn that every day for that, like my entire life. You cannot make everyone happy. Um, But if it's not hurting anybody and it makes you happy, then there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't do it or carry on with what your beliefs are personally.
0: Exactly, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that doesn't change. And mm-hmm. as time goes on, you'll, you'll meet many people that that you feel mm, I don't think there's a click with. I don't really like talking with that person, so don't talk to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Move. move on. Yep, move on. <laughs> it's okay.
1: Yeah, and it's a hard thing to learn, mm-hmm. but wait, I I it definitely is. stopped caring about, and I I'm, I mean, I have to deal with this every single day. I again, want to please people. I want everyone to like me. I wanna get along with everyone, but you can't. Unfortunately, you just can't. So the minute I stopped trying to make sure that everyone was happy with the way that I wanted to live my life, I stopped caring as much about others' thoughts on myself. So that would be my personal advice as well.
0: I think you've stated it beautifully. And I think a lot of people feel the same way and have a lot of concerns. And perhaps this would instigate some questions from other people of, I have this particular feeling, Mm -hmm. the type of feeling, so we could possibly talk about those reactions as well. You know, nobody has a perfect life. No. But as long as you're happy, with who you are, what you are, and what you can do for someone else, I think that's pretty darn good.
1: I do too. All right, our last question that was submitted was, how do you figure out what you're meant to be doing in life? (laughs) Which is not a light question by any means.
0: Oh my goodness, I have no idea. Because if you would have told me, If you would have told me that I would have ended up to be an insurance expert and could read the fine print on insurance policies, I would have said to you, you're absolutely out of your mind. What I wanted to be and what I am are two different things. Mm -hmm. And I have evolved. So I have no clue on how somebody says, and I've heard this story from from doctors that say, from age six, I wanted to be a doctor. Really? From age five, I wanted to play the piano. I wanted to sing. I knew what I wanted to do and I I, I tried it, but it didn't work. So <laughs> I had to get a job. I had to get a life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I decided to get a life and screw that other thing because i wasn't willing to do that on those terms that's a whole nother show yep. but you know it it changes mm-hmm. i mean who know that the pandemic would hit people have changed careers yep. look at the service industry for an example there are people that are lifelong service people that That was their life. They waited tables beautifully, Mm -hmm. uh, handled the customer, made fabulous livings, but that industry is gone. And until that comes back, these people had to change. So I will go back to something that I have used in my life over and over and over again. And it's one sentence. Mm. Change is inevitable. Growth is optional. Mm. It's up to you. Something's going to change today that's going to make me change my plan for the rest of the day. But whether I deal with it and go forward is entirely my decision. Change is inevitable. Growth is optional. And I choose growth yeah. because I'm going to put on my gloves and fight it out. I don't know what's going to happen in 10 years. I don't know if what we planned is the right plan for us as we tend to live the rest of our lives. I don't know if what you as my granddaughter have planned is going to be what you really wanted to do in the beginning. It may be. Five more different things. I know throughout our family, what we really gut-wrenchingly wanted to do didn't happen, but it's okay. Mm. Something else is there, and we just have to keep looking through the pages and flipping until we find the one that we want. And as long as you're happy doing what you're doing, it's not a job.
1: That's true. That's very, very true. Um, And I thought this question was super funny when I read it, because I was like, wow, that hits home a lot for me. Um, Just because at the beginning of this pandemic, I was like, oh, I'm going to be in Texas for two weeks. I didn't we didn't know what was going on. I packed like long sleeve shirts and jeans to come stay in Texas with my family and wait it out and we did not think we would be here longer than a month and now it's been almost a year. Um and so it really forces you to see what your opportunities are and take a step back and I definitely thought I fell into the category of like the doctors that you knew. And when I was eight years old, I looked at my mom and I was like, I want to move to New York. And then when I was 10 years old, I was like, mom, I want to move to New York and I want to be an actress. And she was like, oh, okay, Krisney." And then as I got older, that's exactly what I did. Um, but since the pandemic hit and coming back, I realized that like I accomplished that goal years ago. Um, and I'm a Virgo and I'm type A. So I had my blinders on and I just kept going after the same goal over and over and over again. And then this whole thing forced me to take a step back and then be like, well, I did that. So now what do I do? And move forward in maybe a different direction or in a way that like 10-year-old Krisney couldn't have predicted that that would have happened. I mean, no one could have predicted that this happened. Um, so some self-love that I've been teaching myself and maybe um, the listener who submitted this question needs to hear as well is it's okay if you either don't accomplish that goal. That goal changes. You accomplish that goal and then you need to set another goal for yourself that's completely out of the realm of what you thought you would be doing. I think it's really hard to say that you are meant to be doing one thing for the rest of your life. Um, We as people ebb and flow and change and you have to change with the time and with who you are in that current point of your life. And it's okay if what you were meant to be doing is changing as you change. And so I don't think there's one specific answer for this question that will be like, oh my gosh, this is my purpose in life. Um, But I will say that what fulfills you as a person and what makes you happy and um, makes you feel better about what you're putting out into the world is probably what you're meant to be doing for that moment. Um, But that doesn't mean it will be what you're meant to be doing until you die. Personally is how I, I feel.
0: <clears throat> exactly. We always have to continue to challenge ourselves. And that's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. That is so hard to do.
1: Yeah, especially but because I hate change. We've got time
0: to do it. We've got time to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Mima, do you have any advice or anecdotes to leave our listeners with today?
0: Yes, I do. Okay. I would really appreciate it if everybody would continue to ask all the questions. That you thought you would like to ask your grandmother, mm-hmm. or even your grandfather, because I can ask the opinion of the old man in there if you want. <laughs> but I mean, to be just as open as you want. It's just so happens that we're very fortunate that we have the relationship with our family that we can talk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And being able to express yourself is very important. You must understand our rules. Yep. If the rule is, you can call in and just say, I want me, Ma, to just to hear this. I just want to talk. And that's okay, too. You can just talk. But if you ask the question, be prepared for the answer, because I will tell you the gut-wrenching truth. I don't put icing on the cake unless it's dark chocolate with ooey gooey coming out the scent
1: mm-hmm. all right Mima, you have laid down the law that's it that's all i'm finished <laughs> well i appreciate you Mima, and i love hearing your advice and your answers and i look forward to our episode next week
0: sounds like a winner